What's up, everyone? This is the Destruction Reviews Podcast. My name is Jason, and I'm joined with my partner in crime, Jeremiah. And today we will be discussing The Marvels, directed by Nia DaCosta, starring Brie Larson as Captain Marvel, or Carol Danvers, or The Annihilator, <laughs> Tayana Paris as Monica Rambo, or Professor Marvel, or Photon, Iman Vellani as Kamala Khan, or Ms. Marvel, Zawe Ashton as Darben the Accuser, and Samuel L. Jackson as Nick Fury. Before we continue, I do want to stress we will have detailed plot spoilers of happenings in this film and the post credit scene. So if you have not seen the movie, pause this, go check it out, and come back. Or, just to let you know, you've been warned. So, on that note, we are Destruction Reviews, and we have to start off kind of in a negative sense, because we are going to destroy this online hate that this movie is getting. So I'm going to toss it over to Jeremiah. All right. How's it going, everybody? And, uh, yeah, let's get right into it, Jason. The online hate on Facebook is ridiculous, man. Uh, how can I put this nicely? Um, people are mad about something that they can't control. <laughs> this, I mean, there's really nothing to be mad about. People are mad about the fact that this is an all-woman, all-female superhero-based movie. Um, but they're acting as if the movie itself is bad. Right. But really, they're just upset because it's female character leads. Yep. Which is just absurd. Absurd. It's ridiculous. That's just the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Uh, the, be- the best thing I can say is see the movie for yourself. Do not listen to the online hate because it's a lot of it. Like 90% of it. Actually, all of it. I haven't seen any good online feedback. But I've seen this movie. Uh, I went to the theater, saw it, me and Jason. And it was fine. Right. It was fine. Good story, good dialogue. Uh, great action, great effects. It was a good movie. Yep. It was a good movie. It's ridiculous, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous. Uh, do you think part of the negativity is that there is uh, a section of the of the Marvel fan base that is just fatigued with Marvel movies? And maybe in the last... We're talking like in the last two or three years, maybe since Tony Stark died, that... They're just not happy with any movies since then. I'm going to say no. I've thought about this. And I've come to a hard no on this. Because if that was the answer, then they would be crying for no more Marvel. Period. That's not what they're saying. They're mad about the female leads. They're calling it the MCU. Oh. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so... That has nothing to do with Marvel fatigue. It sounds like they want more Marvel, just male Marvel. Okay. Uh, no, it's not. It's not fatigue. They want. They want all the Marvel they can handle. They just want it their way. And uh, what's the word for this? What's that word? Misogynist. Misogynist. Yeah, that's all it is. Yeah. Bunch of misogynists online complaining, crying. You know, in their mom's basement. <laughs> <laughs> Stuff like that. The keyboard warriors. Yeah. Warriors, uh, you know, and uh, it's a real thing because they sound so good, you know, behind that keyboard, but really their arguments are not based in fact at all. They probably haven't seen the film, right? They, more than likely, they have not seen the film because they don't want to give it a chance. Um, and that's just a shame. That's a shame. So I will, I will throw this sort of defense on. On, on the the MCU is that uh, in Thor Love and Thunder um, Jane Foster took the mantle of Thor in that movie for a while um, Kate Bishop has taken the mantle of Hawkeye from um, Carter Clint Clint in the TV show um um uh, Black Widow's sister is now the uh, the new Black Widow or White Widow, um, which was female to begin with. Which was female to begin with. <laughs> uh, I'm just oh, um, 
Ant-Man's daughter, Cassie, is poised to be the next Ant-Man or Ant-Woman. So you've got, like, the reason why I bring up, like, the two- or three-year number is because in the last couple of, oh, and She-Hulk is a thing, is that we've seen so many of the iconic uh, Marvel character IPs become female. And one here, one there, probably isn't too bad. But I think three on the poster, and then the female villain as well, I think that just put people over the edge. 100%. And, and no matter who it was. I mean, you're talking you're talking a Oscar winner and Brie Larson, um, and you're talking... Uh, you have a white, you have the white Oscar winner. You have a black hero. You have an Indian hero. Like, like this is like inclusion at its peak. Right. And people are like, no, no, no. Right. And before we saw this movie, talking with other people, you know, at work and in 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 life, they're just like, uh, they were just clearly affected by the negative online stuff. Yes. Even I was affected, man. When uh, I was affected, when, when we're talking about expectations, just off based off what I heard, uh, some of the reviews I saw online, I thought, okay, so this movie is gonna be bad. I, I honestly expected to have um, like I don't know, lots of plot holes, lots of stuff that just didn't make sense, stuff that it just wasn't written well. Um, but I didn't get that. I did not get that. So yeah, so, so for those of you. I don't know. For those of you who are listening to this podcast thinking that we're just going to crap all over it, you're sorely mistaken because uh, I enjoyed this movie. Uh, I had fun with it. It was a good time. Uh, it was a good story. And, um, you know, if you're listening to this podcast and you haven't seen the movie yet, like Jeremiah said, you know, form your own opinion. But. This online hate uh, has to stop. It's ridiculous. It hurts the film. It hurts the stars. And if you, if you if these people keep doing it, you're not going to see any more Marvel movies. Uh, this movie was budgeted at about $275 million because of star power, the effects, etc. And it made, in its opening weekend last weekend, about $47 million. It is a financial bomb. Uh, that was under the projections. Disney was projecting this to only make sixty million last weekend. Wow. So, I mean, somebody's getting fired from this, right? Um, and I don't know what the fallout is going to be from this. Will there be more focus on Disney Plus shows? Will they cut back on only doing like uh, Avengers team up movies and these like one shot movies? Will just be no more, right? Uh, that's what it seems like people are clamoring for. The the, the, the big end games, the big Infinity War, you know. That's what they want. But you can't constantly bang those out like that. That was a huge movie. It was a huge production, you know. Um, it cost a lot of money to make that movie. Yeah, it made, it made a lot of money, but you just can't do that nonstop. You can't. And you need to care about these characters. Give them their story and their build-up so that when they do team up, you're like, you're in it. You're right. ready to go. And you never know where it could lead. I mean, if you just give the movie a chance, you know, you never know where it could lead. Exactly. If you just give it a chance. Right, like uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. That comic back in the 80s was terrible. Like, I grew up as a Star Wars kid, and I just looked at that comic book as, like, a really bad ripoff of Star Wars. So... When they announced that that was going to be one of the next movies coming out back when it came out, it was like, there's no way I'm seeing this movie. Right. Like, this is awful. Right. Like, and then I started hearing word of mouth. Uh-huh. Dude, you got to see this movie. It's hilarious. It's great. It's, it's amazing. So me and my wife checked it out, and nothing but praise for this movie. I mean, literally, like, literally a couple hours ago at work, Jeremiah was humming, uh, um, what was it? Was it Come and Get Your Love? No, no, it was, uh, oh, uh, man. Why can't we figure well? Ah, uh, gosh. 
I'm sorry, this sounds terrible. Right. But he was singing one of the songs from the movie, mm-hmm. and it's like right away, it's like, oh, Guardians of the Galaxy, that's yep. a great, great movie. <laughs> it's one of the best movies that Marvel has ever put out. I mean, I think it's top five. 100%. Uh, I, you know, how many films do we have now? I think like 33 or 34. Absolutely. If you stack and them all up, top to bottom, that's in the top five. Yeah, 100%. And um, so... You know, the expectations was, I'm going to go in, I'm going to check it out, whatever. I don't really think it's going to be a good. And it's, it was phenomenal. Yes. And that's one of the reasons that I think Marvel is good at. Well, they'll, they'll take a hero or a franchise that is not the top three or four guys and, like, uh, have freedom to really, like, I don't know, make a fun movie. And it works. Like, um... This one, my expectations, um, I was, I didn't know much about Ms. Marvel. She was in the trailer, and I was like, all right, I should watch the Disney Plus show just to kind of get some backstory. And that Disney Plus show was really fun, um, centric, you know, family-centric. The Indian family, you know, was really uh, loving and playful, and it was just a fun show. And and Iman uh, Vellani is a tremendous young actress. Mm -hmm. And so then I was very excited to see this movie because I liked Captain Mar- Marvel, the movie. I really enjoyed that film. Yes, yes. The first one, right? The first one, yep. yeah. And so I was like, let's go. So that all being said, online people suck. Yes. And, <laughs> and you're going to ruin, you know, this is why we won't have nice things. Yes. If you think DC's movies suck, mm-hmm. which a lot of people do, that might be your only option. Yep. And maybe the Gunnerverse will be awesome, but, you know, if there's no competition, there's no reason to be better. Right. So, you know, I mean, you know, think of your favorite band, think of your favorite actor, think of your favorite, you know, whatever, video game developer. They're not going to have bangers all the time. And if you just shit on the stuff, they're going to stop doing it. And... You people need to stop doing it. Yes, I, absolutely. I, I just, I, it gets me so mad. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, it, it looks really bad on them. Uh, you know, the people doing that should just be ashamed of themselves. Because, like you said in the beginning, it wasn't a bad movie. Right. It really, really, really was. So let's talk about it. Um, so, uh, this movie, okay. Man, I gotta tell you, walking out of that movie, I was absolutely 100% blown away in such a positive way. I I laughed, uh, I cried a little. Uh, you know, I was on the edge of my seat. Some of these uh, these action scenes where the girls are swapping bodies, because oh my gosh, I mean it was just intense. That's the word I would use. It was an intense film. Um, and, it, and, and the the the, the Flurgan scene uh, where they're 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 capturing they're swallowing um, the saber cadets. Yeah. Um, I mean that might have been the best scene in the whole movie because <laughs> uh, you have this like intense scary moment. Right. You've got Barbara Streisand singing "Memory" from Cats in the background, and then you have the. Uh, the overhead uh, announcer saying, please don't run. Let the kids eat you. Right. I mean, oh my gosh. That like, was crazy. In, a, in a film of a lot of different things happening, like that's a great scene. Right. Like, dude, I'm just... Didn't see that one coming. No, and then the, the, the end stinger, which we'll get to, then the post credit scene. I mean, I was beside myself of how awesome. <laughs> like, Dude, if people, I cannot believe if anyone saw this movie after the end credit scene alone, if you've ever watched a Marvel movie for the last 23 years, you will be like, uh, no no way. And I am so glad that I wasn't spoiled um, because I could experience that in the theater with everyone else. At least with you. I don't know if anyone else liked it, but I was popping. Yes, loved so, it. Yep, loved it. I'm sorry. Loved it. I loved it, man. Yeah, man. I'm just piggybacking off you. It was great, man. Great stuff for all throughout. Uh, the end credit when we get to it was really, really nice. 
uh, the ending, the ending scene, or I don't know, was the ending singer, ending scene, that was really good too. Uh, man, I just, I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it. And I'm trying to move on from the online hate subject, but it's hard to because that's that's what's surrounding it's that much negativity surrounding the movie. Um, it's a shame, man. Do you think? Um, do you think part of it is a, a bunch of these keyboard warriors maybe don't give the Marvel shows their time so that when they see like Monica Rambo and um, and uh, Kamala Khan on the poster with Captain Marvel, who most a lot of these guys hate, uh, because they don't know their stories or don't know what what they represent. They're already gonna piss on it and be like, "I don't want to see this person." What's the well? Okay. Well, you know what? I'm sorry. Let me ask this: Going into this movie, had you seen Wandavision or Ms. Marvel? That's where I was going. I was going to say no because I haven't seen many of the shows. Right. Uh, and um, I don't think that's. What, I just think it's. I just think it's people. Not liking women. Yeah. It's pretty much woman hate. Yeah. I mean, it's borderline woman hate. Um, that, that's just to put it simple, because there's no reasonable explanation besides that. Um, they just bomb on the movie like that. They just know. Because if you think about it, with all of the reviews, it's getting. That many people would have actually went and saw the movie, it would be more than 46 million. Yeah. If you ask me. Right. So, I mean. I mean, so, yeah. If. Right. <laughs> you know what right. I mean? That's a great point. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because, I mean, it seems like everyone has seen this movie. But, I mean, the numbers are telling a different story. Right. Like, who, like, how, yeah, how do you how, know? How, 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 how does everybody know that this movie sucks? <laughs> it only grossed forty six million dollars. Right. It just doesn't make sense. Uh, it is the lowest opening weekend of an MCU movie, uh, but it is the best opening weekend movie, best opening weekend for a movie directed by a black female. Interesting. So that's not going to make the headlines on you know IGN or right. whatever. But historically speaking, this is a pretty huge movie for um, the black cinema community. And I'm pretty sure, once again, the guys who are complaining, they know it was directed by a female. I'm pretty sure they know. You know, just, you know, top to bottom, they're just, they're just, they're just throwing as much hate as they can. Um, and it's, uh, it's uncalled for. It's unjust. I mean, it was better than Ant-Man. Yep. It was better than the Ant-Man's. What else can we say? I, I mean, I put it up there with any of the Doctor Strange movies. Yep. Um, what else can we put up I mean, there? I'll tell you right now. I think, you know, as far as my rating will go, this is – I'm, I'm really high on this movie. And, you know, if we're going to rank 33, 34 MC, MCU movies, you know, you say, what's your top five? I'm going Garden of the Galaxy. Um, Winter Soldier, Infinity War, um, <laughs> um, uh, Endgame, um, is the Spider-Man movies considered? Spider-Man would be. Let's, let's give Spider-Man, let's put it off to the side, because everybody knows Spider-Man. I know. Movies, oh, know and, 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 I'm, I'm blank. And Iron Man. That first Iron Man was so freaking good. So those are like my top five, right? And so for me, I'm like looking at this movie and where I rank this, I'm for me, I it will be in the top ten for me. It's gonna be rewatchable. It's enjoyable. Uh, it's the shortest Marvel movie of, of all of them. It's, a, it's an hour and forty five minutes with the credits. About an hour thirty of actual film time. And to me, they tell a concise story. Um, I think maybe there were some editing issues uh, when we get to 
you know, the the singing planet and some of the stuff that happens there. Right. But um, this is like if I'm at the if I'm at the comic book store and there's like a one shot holiday special issue and it's the Marvels together mm-hmm. and I'm buying it and I'm I'm consuming it and it's a story that maybe doesn't go anywhere or it's the start of something else. I'm having fun, and that's how I felt with this film. Like, whether or not I had seen the shows prior, they explained enough of it in the beginning so anyone could figure out what was going on. Uh, and I was like, let's go. I'm having fun. <laughs> I, I'm just, you know, I'm laughing, I'm clapping. And one of the things you mentioned about uh, Ant-Man Quantumania not being a good movie is a big issue that I had, too, was that Kang in that movie, as a villain, was very undefined. I had no idea what his motivation was, why I should even care about him. Right. So, to watch him in this movie do stuff to the Ant-Man heroes, I was like, I don't care about this dude. Yeah. Like, let's just get over with this. In this movie, I thought Darben, or Darben the Accuser, for me, was a well-defined character whose story was told throughout the 90 minutes of the film. Um, you know, maybe some of her motivation was questioned in the first half, in the second act, but by the third act, you understood what she was doing, and you could uh, empathize with what she wanted to do. 100%. Not only that, but the actual, the main character, Carol Davins, uh, Captain Marvel, she started to feel sympathy. Well, even before, even before the final act, she had already had a problem with the name The Annihilator. Yep. And we were like, okay, what is that about? We eventually found out. But this was something that she already felt guilty, guilty for throughout the whole entire movie, but we didn't understand why until the end. So it was it was well thought out. Uh, real, real, let's get into that, man. Okay, because the the, the the villain was something I also heard. Like when you listen, when you listen to these online reviews, that's one of the biggest like takeaways uh, from the film that they just absolutely hate the villain. Yeah, she's nothing but a female um, Ronin. Ronin, uh, and I don't even know who that guy is. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess he's a villain in another one of the movies or series in the Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. So I, I missed that guy, or I'm, I'm cutting, catching a blank on. You know what? Uh, there's so much Marvel stuff. But but that's the thing, though. He can't be that big because you know I'm a Marvel fan, and it's like I'm not. I don't have any attachment to this guy. That's basically what I'm saying. Yeah. Um. So. Okay. So that's that. So they, okay. So they're acting like this Ronin guy is just like one of the main stands, like you know what I mean. But I don't think he is. No, that's my that's my first thing. If people who are listening to this obviously do remember him from Guardians of the Galaxy, Peter Quill essentially beat Ronan in the first film by dancing and singing in front of him. Right? Ooh, child, and right. more things happen in the film. But Ronan is he's just made to look like a punk in those movies. Right. So to to make him uh, be a top villain? Like, like he doesn't compare to Thanos, obviously. No, I mean, he was one of Thanos' like, minions. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay. But like, no, he doesn't compare to Thanos. No. And he doesn't even compare it to Kang. Right. Uh, as far as like, even though I didn't know what the heck Kang was doing and why he was doing it, he was, he was a heck of a villain yes. when he was messing people up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, uh, uh, you know, uh, I, I can't think off the top of my head. Right. But, you know, he's not, yeah, he's not a, uh, I just didn't find that big of a deal. Yeah. I really didn't. And so, so then walking into this, mm-hmm. and you see, you meet Darvin. I meet Darvin. And she's fine, man. She, okay, the one thing I'll say, uh, the, the, the silver grill, or whatever, silver, yeah, yeah. in her mouth. Okay, could deal without that just because I don't want to look at that in a mouth hall movie. <laughs> but that's the only reason why. I mean, besides that though, she was pretty cool. Uh, like I, like like you said, she's well defined. 
Okay, I'll, I'll put it this way. What I liked about the villain the most is that what she was doing had motive behind it. Yep. It wasn't uh, just for not and, you know, just some random BS. She wants to take over the universe. You know, that old same old story. It wasn't that. Okay? She was motivated by the fact that Captain Marvel came and ruined uh, her planet's entire solar system. Okay, she took out their star unknowingly. She thought she was trying to help them. Well, she was trying to help them. She, she was trying to help them by freeing them from the control of the supermind, the super intelligence, the AI that had control over them. But she didn't know that that AI also controlled, like, the star, uh, their water supply, on and on and on, on, the air supply. So they lost air, they lost water, they lost the sun, they lost everything, all because Carol Danvers. Captain Marvel thought she was saving them, but in fact she ruined them. Yep. Right? Yep. Okay. So that alone is a powerful. That, that alone is a powerful. Um, you know, story. Story. A powerful. Uh, plot point. Then we get into what is Darwin doing? Okay. So she first went to the uh the what are they called the uh, the green guys with the scroll the scroll. She went to the scrolls like um like refugee camp. Mm -hmm. And she was trying to first she said she was gonna make a treaty with them, bring them back to power, yada yada yay, she needs their help. Captain Marvel gets into the mix, uh things get confused between the scrolls and uh Darwin. She takes the air from the refugee of the scrolls, from the refugee scrolls camp. And she only takes the air because she finds out that Captain Marvel has business with her. Anybody attached to Captain Marvel, she's going to destroy. Makes sense. Took their air, go on to the next planet, takes the water, on and on and on. Finally makes her way to Earth, she tries to take the sun. It all made sense. Not to mention, all the meanwhile, while... Darwin is being the bad guy. They're trying to stop her from doing what she's doing. All the while, Captain Marvel has like this underlying like um, presence of guilt. Because she knows why Darwin is doing all of this. But she has to stop her. But yet and still, she knows why. She, she knows that this is... She knows that she kind of deserves what's happening to her. It's unfortunate that everybody else is getting involved. But Carol Danver knows she has this company. Uh, and uh, when you look at it that way, that's well thought out. That's great writing. Um, and when you watch the first Captain Marvel movie, you never see this coming. Right. You don't. You don't see this coming. So they, they, it was well thought out, well written, uh, directed really well. It was good, man. It was good. It, was, it really was. The, the the villain, which is hard to nail in lots of movies, was good. The villain was good, man. I just, um, I don't know what these people want. <laughs> what, do, what do they want, man? Like, like, seriously. Like, what, okay, so let's just say it was a bad film, right? Right. Everything we saw is a bad film. Okay, well, what would have made it a good film? What do they want? Right. So I think, uh, what, let's assume it's a, let's say we're watching this and we see a bad film. Mm -hmm. To me, I think the standout, one of the standouts was Iman Vellani as Kamala Khan. I think her, you know, precociousness and her fangirl mm -hmm. attitude towards, you know, literally like leading her hero right. and, and, and seeing that her hero is flawed. Right. And it's not all roses and happiness. Right. Her hero actually has a huge secret in her closet. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's um, just watching her kind of navigate through that experience uh, is awesome. and But I will say that if people didn't like this movie, one of the big reasons would be Kamala Khan. Because of the, oh my god! Oh. You know, she does that a few too many times for my liking. Of her just like seeing a flirt and eat a couple Kree soldiers, right. or <laughs> um, you know, being flung into space with your right. body swaps. Right. Um, that can be, go ahead, go ahead. That can be, you know, 
She's gonna do that, right? So she's a Swifty. She's a Swifty. <laughs> 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 uh, please check out our Taylor Swift podcast right. <laughs> if you're a Swifty. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> that also I think is great on you know the guys living in their mom's basement. So. For me, yeah, maybe that, for somebody who didn't like this film, mm-hmm. maybe they didn't like her. Maybe they didn't like when this story takes a left turn to a planet where they communicate by singing and dancing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now, they have a point there. That is the, okay, if I were to pick a this this is going to be it. The singing clip. Not because they were singing and dancing, but because it wasn't explained very I feel like they had time for everything in the movie except explain what this was. You know what I mean? They couldn't they didn't have time to explain uh who these people were, how to spell down stuff, married to Chris, why did she get married to the Yada 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 so for so it's a lot that they threw at us and it's like wow. Why, why, why? Right. So, I understand that. Um, you know, there was some other weird stuff like uh, the prince. What was it, Prince Yan? Yeah. Okay, Prince Yan. Okay. I, I don't even know. Alright, so, uh, the point you're about to make. Uh, they, uh, they, once they get to the planet, uh, the three women. Like, once they're accepted by the people or whatever, they get new suit upgrades, right? Is that right? Yes, that's right. And then each suit has, like, a scarf. Or or an accessory. So, that's what, that's... Okay, okay. (laughs) So, they they get these new suits. Because they know that that Darben is coming. Right. And so, they want to fortify their defenses. So in preparation for that, they get these new suits. Right. So this guy, uh, because he's the, the prince of this entire planet, uh, uh, they obviously don't have tech. Um, I don't know if this Prince Yan guy like has some kind of powers. I'm assuming he does, or he can bestow some type of ability. <laughs> I'm just assuming. It wasn't said. It wasn't right. explained. It wasn't explained. It wasn't clear. I'm assuming he does because he told Kamala. To, uh, yes, he told Kamala to use her scarf so she would stop switching when she used her light powers. And the scarf is like, I don't know, what's it's like mutineer, it's like all like half alive, right? You know what I mean? It's like an extension of herself. It, it's like as if Dr. Strange's cape, exactly, had that, it. yes, that's exactly what it's like. So the scarf obviously has some type of power, which they didn't explain. Um, now, this scene didn't last that long, right? so it worked, because they gave you all this stuff, and then they hurry and rushed it off the, off, off the screen, uh, and, and I just, like I said, I feel like it was because they knew they didn't have time to explain all this stuff, uh-huh. but it was still cool, though, but if that's the, if, if there's one dislike, it's that dislike, because it was kind of confusing, right. you know what I mean, it really didn't match everything else that was going on. But it was still cool, man. It was still cool. The, 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 and the scarf, the power scene, she took out like three or four guys, and that was it. That was it. <laughs> yeah, because then, she, doesn't she eventually swap into the the ship? Uh, at, you know, yep. They eventually start battling with Darbin, and you know, all that is like ancient history. <laughs> like, we never even, I don't think they ever went back to that no. at all. That was and, it. And you, so... Okay, so Darwin does take the water, right? And like, when Kamala hits the the hyperdrive or whatever on that ship, those girls leave the planet, and then that planet's gone. That's it. Yeah, at least they have no water. They have no water. They have no and water. Supposedly that planet was covered by ninety six percent water. Yes. So we just, you know, an entire genocide of a planet right. happened. But, you know, that was it. I mean, come on. I just feel like 
that alone is not enough to say this film was terrible. Right. It's not enough. And, and it's kind of tongue-in-cheek, like, uh, Carol Danvers is considered now, maybe, a Disney princess. Okay. You know, that dress she was wearing with the... Uh, oh. with the Captain Star on her on her you know chest, like that's gonna be a Barbie or something or a Disney at the Disney shop, right? right? Some sort of action figure. Exactly, and then Prince Jan. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was like she had her Beauty and the Beast moment, mm-hmm. um, and she sang. That's actually Brie Larson singing. Yeah. Um, so, uh, speaking of Brie Larson, uh, one of the things you had brought up to me was. Um, how she looked, mm-hmm. uh, her body, her her fitness, yes. compared to maybe the first Captain Marvel. I, I okay. So this is okay. This is my take. And I'll I'll go back if I'm wrong. Someone comment and let us know. I'll go back and watch myself. But I do not remember her being uh, so tiny, especially around the waist area. Like it was extremely noticeable. Uh, only because she had multiple scenes where she had like half of her suit on. Yeah. So she had like a like some kind of top on. Yeah. <laughs> some kind of hard top, which, which was extremely tight. Yes. My life. My goodness. <laughs> An extremely tight top <laughs> with like half of her suit off. She got the the legs up, but it was like uh really noticeable how thin she was. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure if. I'm not sure if this was due to her training. They say, you know, we want you to look a certain way. Um, or maybe, I don't know, I don't want to say it. I don't, I don't want to uh, 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 cast this point. Anyway. I don't know if she's sick, um, but she's just looking really small. Yeah. A little too small, if you ask me. You know, I, and I get, you know, uh, you know, the slim girl is the, the ideal, you know, fashion model type, but I don't, nobody. She didn't have to be that slim. I mean, I'm just be honest with you. She was really slim, but a huge rack. And that, what, what's that about? I, I didn't understand. She didn't have to be that slim. I mean, you give her big boobs. I mean, fill her the rest of her body. Yeah, if you ask me. Yeah, no, I, it was. I mean, it was. It was. Um, it was distracting. <laughs> I mean, she comes on screen in, in the first scene, and she's got you know the white top and. Her jumpsuit is, you know, half off, like Jeremiah said. And I was just like, oh my god, like where did those come from? You know, because she doesn't look like that in any other. No. You know, whether she was coming in for five minutes in Endgame or whatever, like oh my god. And that's what I'm saying. Like, why was it so pronounced? Like, is right. that something they were shooting for, or is it just, you know, happenstance because she's so tiny around the waist? Yeah. Like all the attention goes right to her chest. Yeah. Like, you know. What's going on there? That, I don't know. <laughs> it, it, yeah, it's crazy because like, and it's not like all the, the the girls looked like that. It was like just her, you know. It's like Monica was like, I don't know, the nerdy girl. You know, doesn't really have a defined body. It's not presented as a defined body. Right. Kamala's, you know, child, right, teenage chick. teenage chick who's still growing, and then here's Carol Danvers, like, bam! Right. <laughs> But I mean, like, yeah, it just, what we're saying is, like, there's no reason for it to be so pronounced. Right. right. Like, she could have been in a hoodie. Right. She could have been in her jumpsuit. It didn't have to be very... I think they, it, it almost comes off as they made a certain effort to say, hey, look how, how she looks, you know? Yeah. Or something like that. Because maybe that will get guys out of the basement. Maybe. Uh, oh, we gotta see this hot chick. Right. You know. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Cause, cause it, yeah, cause her look uh, in the white shirt is in the trailer. And it's just like. Oh. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I mean, maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe there's some underlying effort here, but I mean, she looks, she looked good, but you know, I don't know. It, it, it was, it was distracting. Yeah, I would agree. <laughs> Uh, some of the other stuff I liked in this film, which I don't know if you understood a lot of it, but you know, basically the techno babble, techno babble, <laughs> the the science of the wormholes, oh yeah, 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 and you know light and this and that, like uh-huh. like you know I am I am you know uh, I'm a I'm a dumb guy <laughs> in a lot of things, 
you know, I, I think, you know, I like science and I like science stuff explained. Mm-hmm. So for me, like, I mean, you can give me that, that data dump that poor Monica had to say all those words. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Every time she explained, like, what was going on, everybody looked at her like, what is she <laughs> yeah. But I also appreciated it because, you know, you're not being, you're not, you're not assuming your audience knows what the heck's going on. And, you know, you've got three characters that can somehow manipulate light, which, like, I mean, it isn't the Hulk, it right. isn't Iron Man, it isn't Captain America, where you can be like, oh, they just took a serum or something. Right. This is, like, science-based, and I I, like, I appreciate it. I don't know. Maybe they are too smart for people. Maybe. Maybe they don't like the fact that it's, you know, story. you know, uh, men are intimidated by intelligent, beautiful women. Cool. I, I like the character. I like the character. She, you know, 
Yeah, I, I I would check it out. I liked it too. I I gotta say, yeah, the Ms. Marvel show was probably one of my favorite, one of my up there of my favorite Disney Plus shows. To me, WandaVision was the best. Uh, I really enjoyed Hawkeye. Uh, I really liked Ms. Marvel. Um, and you know, I'm a huge fan of Tatiana Maslany, so I really like She-Hulk. Okay. I know, I know, people crap on that, <laughs> but dude, she's such a great actress. I, I just, I thought that was fun. Okay. So, uh, that will lead us into, so the the film ends, and you know, we we see where our heroes are going. You know, that's all good. It's a great film. We, we loved it. It's all good. Then the in, end stinger, mm-hmm. right? Uh, uh, sorry. Yeah, Kamala. Yeah, Ms. Marvel uh, shows up at uh, Kate Bishop's uh, house. Kate Bishop is the new Hawkeye. She is uh, – it's funny now that I'm about to say this. She is a fan okay. of Clint, the original Hawkeye. Um, because um, she witnessed him uh, somehow battle in New York and her like connect, and I, it doesn't matter at this point. But she eventually meets Clint and takes the mantle of Hawkeye in the TV show. And in the comic books, she's portrayed in the purple suit, which we see her in this this uh, scene, mm-hmm. and. Kamala uh, says to her, um, you're not the only superhero. <laughs> uh, did you know that Kamala had a daughter? And I'm sorry, a team. <laughs> and so this might be the beginning of what some people are thinking is going to be the Young Avengers. We got Kate Bishop, we got Kamala Khan, we got Cassie uh, Lang from Ant-Man. What do you think of the end stinger? I like it. I like it a lot because you're keeping it going. You're keeping it going. Uh, some of the, the older actors, uh, uh, the old, older adventures, the Hawkeyes, and uh, so on and so forth, you know, they've had their time in the sun, you know, but uh, the series, the Marvel, uh, the Marvel Universe, is so successful, uh, you know, it, it creates such, like, pandemonium among the fans that you have to keep it going. Right. You have to keep it going. And in, like, the comic book uh, publication in the history, they've, they've done this, you know. Um, they've had, uh, you know, Jane Foster as Thor, and they've had um, female female versions of these heroes. So it's not like this is unprecedented. Um, what's really cool is that there are a number of characters that have been introduced that could be part of this Young Avengers group that we haven't seen yet uh, in this film. One of them is Scar, which is Hulk's son. He was introduced in the end of She-Hulk. Um, there's a name that I can't remember the name, but Heimdall from the Thor movies. Ah, Heimdall, yes. His son, or his daughter. His son? son? Yes. Well, I, I looked this up today. I, I, <laughs> but that that might be a version of the uh, uh one of the Avengers. Um, T'Challa's son oh. from Black Panther: uh, Wakanda Forever. Uh, also, uh, the girl. They call her Ironheart. Did you see Wakanda Forever? I have not. Okay. Well, they introduce a... Uh, uh, There is a... um, There's a character in Thor Love and Thunder um, that Thor... It's not Thor's kid, but Thor sort of adopts this child after the events of the movie. So it's like Almost like a baby Thor, uh, a young Thor. There's a young teenage. Oh, uh, Scarlet Witch has uh, twin boys, um, uh, Wiccan and uh, Speedy, who um, uh, might be part of the Young Avengers. So the the groundwork is there 
for the Young Avengers to become a thing. Uh, which is why this end stinger, I know a lot of people probably didn't know who Kate Bishop was. I know you didn't. I did not. But, you know, kind of knowing the history a little bit now as I'm talking to you, mm-hmm. I think this sets up some cool stuff. I believe so. And I believe even if you really want to push the, 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 the bar here, you could even throw Tom Holland's Spider-Man. Oh, man. Because he's young. Yes. I, so, and, I, and I think if there's going to be an Avengers group that's young that needs a veteran or somebody who knows what's up, he's the guy. He's the guy. Yes. I can see it. Absolutely. I can see it 100%. Uh, you still got, what's her name? Is it Strawberry? That's her name, right? The secretary for Tony Stark? Oh, um, um, Pepper. Pepper? Pepper Potts. Pepper, that's it. Okay, yeah. Pepper. You still got Pepper. So if you need, if you need, because, uh, what's this guy? What's, uh, Cheeto, Don Cheeto's, what's no. his name? Rhodey. Rhodey, he's a scroll. He's a scroll. Okay, I've been informed he's a scroll. <laughs> <laughs> he's a scroll, but you X him out, but you still have Pepper, who has his suit. So if needed, they can still throw an Iron Man thing in there. It will work. Yeah, it it will, will work. It will work. And we do have, you know, in the background of this film that wasn't really mentioned, but is there in the MCU, is the scroll Secret Wars that's coming. So I mean, there are there are Avengers who are scrolls that we don't know yet. Which which the scroll beef has gotten even deeper because Captain Marvel, uh, she did not uh, do anything to bridge the gap between <laughs> the Avengers and the scrolls. Uh, they were getting along just fine, and Captain Marvel showed up and ruined everything. You know what I mean? And uh, and I think the leader of the scrolls like told her like you know. We don't need you any. Don't help yeah. anymore. Don't you know? Don't mm. don't bother us again ever. So this is gonna be this is gonna be awesome. Uh, so we are we are in. This is the third film in what's considered Phase Five of the MCU. This phase they, they call it the Multiverse Saga. We had Batman, Carmen Mania, we had Guardians of the Galaxy Three. We have the Marvels. The next one will be Deadpool Three, mm. and then in 2025 will be Captain America: Brave New World. So that's going to be, and then that's going to lead to the Secret Wars movie. So this is, so this movie kind of sets up our next three years of what's coming. The fact that Deadpool's the next one online with Hugh Jackman Wolverine yes. leads me to believe that the end they're going, is going to be the X Men will be there. Yes, and and, and it looks like they're bringing. The good X-Men, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so, so let's talk about it. Right, what, right. what happened in the mid-credits scene? Okay, so in the in, in, in the credits scene, you get, what is her name here? Monica, Monica uh, also known as Photon. You get her because she she had to, uh, uh, she stranded herself in a different reality to save Carol Danvers and Kamala Harris in their universe. So, uh, so Photon is trapped in an alternate reality uh, because she had to close the wormhole. And when she wakes up, she's in a hospital bed with none other than Kelsey Grammer's Beast yes. <laughs> from X Men, which is huge. Yes, huge, 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 huge. Woo! You can't get any bigger <laughs> than that. You can't get any bigger than that. Oh, my God. Uh, I'm still excited. Man, that is going to be something to watch, man. Uh, you got Kelsey Graham in there. You had uh, her mom's doppelganger, who in the alternate universe has both of the bracelets. Yep. She had both the bracelets that Kamala has. Uh, and she took on the, I believe she was the Captain Marvel of the universe? Yes. Okay. Which in the in that universe her name was binary. Binary. Okay. So you got her in there. It's her mom when 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 uh, when mom wakes up, she's like hysterical because her mom is there. Uh, but she, you know, didn't know yet that you know this is that your mom's doppelganger. So that was really cool. So they're gonna play on that. Then you got Kelsey Grammer Beast coming in. So it leads you to believe that they have to bring. Hugh Jack, I'm, I'm assuming Hugh Jackman is going to be in the next. They're all coming. 
They're all coming. They're all coming. They're all coming. If you ask me, I mean, you can't just throw Kelsey Grammer in there without throwing in Hugh Jackman, uh, the Professor, yep. Storm, maybe, maybe you know they might go real big, man. Sure. If you ask me, if you get Halle Berry to get in one of these movies, man, oh boy, maybe we get Cyclops, <laughs> right? Back. Maybe we get Cyclops. Maybe you get Jean Grey in there. Oh, I mean, come on, man. Because it oh. is an alternate universe. Yes. So you have to, maybe those characters haven't died. So, Kelsey, uh, Beast references Charles, uh, you know, Charles is interested in how his patient is doing. So in that universe, Charles Xavier hasn't been, oh, he hasn't been killed by Jane Grey. Nope. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> so, yep, assuming, yeah, assuming that we're right, you got Jean Grey, you got Hugh Jackman Wolverine. Maybe Cyclops, who is one of my favorites of all time yeah. as far as X-Men characters. You got, and this the whole list. Uh, Magneto. Magneto. is a villain. Oh, boy. And he's one of the greatest Magnetos ever. Yes. So, uh, maybe even, uh, what's his name? Juggernaut? Juggernaut. Maybe I'm Juggernaut. the Juggernaut, right. bitch. <laughs> maybe bring in, maybe you bring in Sabretooth. Awesome character. I love that version of Saber too. I mean, they got they got tons. They brought Gambit in at one time. Oh, they got the list goes on and on. You got uh, you got uh, what's the guy? Uh, if they bring the Cable, oh, Cable. What's the guy with the blue hair? Uh, Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler. Maybe Mystique is alive. Oh, Fan favorite. Man. Everybody loves Mystique. Bert, and then you get Robert Bain. You get Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah. So it could be it could be pretty intense. How can anyone who has seen this movie feel terrible, even if you didn't like the previous one hour and twenty nine minutes, right. and then Beast comes in, right. and you see the X from the door close, right. you're like, what? <laughs> that has to seal the deal for you. Because the, uh, the the you know one of the things that we talked about during the Blue Beetle podcast was like we're excited to see this. Right, like, what are they going to do with this universe? They give you uh, a, a blueprint of what's coming. Right. Like, everything's coming. Yeah, right. That's what it <laughs> seems like. Seriously, man. It seemed like, like, whoa. Are they getting ready to, like, bring it, it like, it seems like it's coming to a head. And, because uh, we're entering phase six. Yep. So, it, it, they might, you know, they might bring them all in. And that would be bigger than Endgame, which is what obviously what people are wanting. Exactly. Yep. So they should be happy. They should be happy. So I, I felt when I seen that end credits, this made me feel how I felt at the end of Flash when you had Nicholas Cage yes. as Superman. You yes. had freaking George Clooney. Yes. It was crazy. Yes. That is great. You know what I mean? Yep. I felt that kind of. I felt that type of energy. It was like. Whoa! Yes. Like whoa! What are they gonna do? Right? They can do anything, anything they want. Yep. That was huge. Well, you've you've uh, you've all heard what we've said, so let's uh, rate this thing. And uh, Jeremiah, I will start with you. Okay. Out of ten. Out of ten, I'm gonna place it at a solid eight. Okay. Place it at a solid eight. Uh, it's a Marvel movie. Uh, we got a few of them. Some of them are good. Some of them are bad. Um, great effects. You know, list goes on and on. Things you've heard us say when we usually give it an eight or above. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty much a good movie, not that many dislikes. Uh, no plot holes besides the singing planet, which I don't consider a plot hole. But I just look at it as something that wasn't explained as much as anything else. But not a plot hole. Uh, virtually no plot holes. To be honest with you, <laughs> I mean those little flurgan eggs popped up out of nowhere, oh, yeah. but <laughs> that <laughs> worked out yeah. right. That worked out. So yeah, man, solid eight, solid eight. And, uh, you know, if I really want to go fanboy, I'm going eight point five. You know, I was completely uh, just happy with this film. Uh, I was I was on the eight track, you know, and then Beast. So I'm giving this thing a solid nine. Okay. I'm this ranks this ranks right now in my top ten of the year. Okay. And it is in the top ten of all MCU movies. I would have to agree. It's 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 one of the best movies to come out, one of the better movies that Marvel has put out. Yes. One thousand percent. Just no way around that. Man, I am so glad we saw this. Yes. All right, well, 
If you uh, haven't already, please like, subscribe, rate on all your platforms that you're listening to us. Join us on Facebook on our discussion group. We are on X at Destruction Pod. You can email us, destructionreviews at AOL.com. Jeremiah, hit us out. All right, fans. Talk to you next time. Action fans.